Troops, here we are, we're live, we've got another awesome guest, she's probably the most robust farmer in the UK, and she's probably beaten you on a fan dance event, um, it's the <laughs> awesome Claire Martin, hi Claire, how are you doing? Hi, uh, I'm good, thanks, and you? Um, I'm surviving Claire, I've got uh, loads of hand sanitizer, anti-back wipes, and I'm, and I'm now enforcing social distancing, um, so... <laughs> So I've got something that deals with that in all one foul swoop. What's it's up? Cow, cow shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you've, 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 you're the master at social distancing. What do you do? Just drive around in your in your muck spreader, that. Yep, so I'd stay away from me. Oh no, drive, roll, kind of like, walk <laughs> through it, and then just roll around. It's perfect. Class. <laughs> Claire, um, I first met you on uh, on the twenty two push ups, twenty two k, twenty two pound event which was uh, an awesome day wasn't it um and and i and i remember and i remember yeah and i'll tell a story that the first time i sort of met you you were we, we were sort of what maybe 10 15 k's into it and you were you were you, <laughs> you were chucking up in the side of it in the side of, a, of the road and i was like fucking hell fair play and then you cracked <laughs> you cracked on it was like being back on ceo's pt with blokes being sick all over the place and then still cracking on um yeah where, where does where does that sort of robustness from you come from? Is it is it from your farming background? You yeah, it, it's got to be the farming because like every day, however you feel, you just got to get up, get on with it. Um, no one else is going to feed the animals. Um, wow. It's like yeah, it's like having kids <laughs> permanently. You never get a day off. At least yeah. I don't have to change nappies, but I do do a lot of shit shoveling. Um, <laughs> Sorry about my language. I no, hey, no, you can you can swear on here, mate. There's, there's, there's absolutely no problem with that. Um, it's it's all part of it. Um, so that's a great point. And in the current climate, um, I, I don't know if you if you have other people with you on the farm, but if you was to get COVID nineteen, who's gonna? Do you know what I mean? Who's gonna who's gonna yeah. t- tend the herd? Well, luckily, it is a family farm, so I'm here with my parents. But cool. my mum's seventy this year. She's on auto. Um, immune suppressants because she's got um, uh, rheumatoid arthritis so right. she's technically meant to be in quarantine <laughs> well right. I, I'd like I'd like to stick her in a small box and just leave her there but right. um, and then dad um, again he's 69 this year um, so I do have people about but yeah. no if I go down with it uh, uh, I don't know what we're gonna do fucking hell and that and that's and that's a scary part now, isn't it? Because, you know, if anyone follows you on Instagram, um, you're out all the time, aren't you? You know, um, yeah. farming. You've got uh, dairy dairy cows. Yes, yeah, yeah. We're um, and quite a large dairy farm. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm responsible for rearing the young stock, so up until two years old. Wow. Um, Dad and I deal with that, so we've got about 250 of those down here, um, and then um, once they hit two and have their first calf they go into the milking herd which there's another guy who uh, looks after the what nearly 400 oh hi sorry i've got kevin coming <laughs> <laughs> yes he's the cats <laughs> the cats are... <laughs> i've got edwin there <laughs> it's like, oh God. Uh, so we got a we got a french we got a french is that a french bulldog yeah french yeah. bulldog yeah and, and then, then a uh, farm cat called kevin farm farm cat called kevin is kevin is kevin i i see um rodent control is he yes 
Yeah, he's very good at it as well. <laughs> is he? Yeah. There's always a big old farm cat somewhere, isn't there? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, cheers I, for that. I, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for that, Kevin. Thanks for the uh, intro. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, from me, um, I, I've got a lot of friends who are farmers, um, so I, I know the I know the, the, how hard it is, and I, and I think a lot of people from outside of that world they, they don't really understand. So, from me, big thank you because. Um, if there was no milk in the world, I think I'd call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is it. Um, I don't know what vegans live off. I'm just kind of like cow's milk is the best, <laughs> um, and straight from the cow. Like, um, just probably two weeks ago, when I when we were sort of moving into this Corona madness, I went into the supermarket and there was no milk left. Like, there wasn't a drop, and I was like, "Right, what's going on here?" And I said to the woman, "Is there any more milk?" And she went, "We've got almond milk," and I was like. Fuck almond milk. I like almond milk. I was like, nah, n- negative. I was like, if it hasn't come from a cow, I'm not drinking it. But I was like, how do you milk an almond? How do you milk a coconut? I've seen it all now. Um, yeah. Well, it, it's their tears. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> no. Um, so um, you, you you put some great Instagram videos up. And obviously, like, the, the, the things with the cows, a lot of people are scared of cows. Um, so yeah. have you got any, like, cow stories or, like, how to deal with, with herds of cows? Because people come out with me and we'll go through a field. And I'd say it's mainly beef, like, beef cattle. And yeah. they can be, obviously, they can be quite, like, um, I suppose if you want to say the word intimidating, um, yeah. I don't because I fought the Taliban twice, so I don't really think it's that intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's that intimidating, but I, I, I get it. I have been chased by a herd before, but um, I had a good PFT, so I was all right. So. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. yeah. As long as you're not the slowest man, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, how, how do you. Um, how do you sort of, you seem to have like this great rapport with them, like you have all these like cow selfies and that, do they just sort of see you as like the mother mother herd or something like that? The... Yeah, you definitely have the characters. Um, right. And it, it tends to be the same kind of few that I always take the selfies with because oh. they just, they become real pets. Um, it's like pig, um, that, well, the cow called pig. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's just a menace um and she has no fear and she's she just wants cuddles the whole time oh. so one and that it starts from a very young age it, it, they all have their own personality so it's a bit like humans yeah, you've got yeah. the outgoing ones you've got the timid ones um and then yeah but just the annoying ones that really want cuddles oh come, right. become the pets <laughs> right right and and what's what's your sort of um I want to say, like, interaction with them. Are you with them quite a lot? Or have you got set times all the time? Uh, Well, every day. um, We feed them in the morning. So at that stage, kind of, we go out and check them. um, And then, as I say, the pet ones get a little cuddle and stroke. (laughs) Then we feed them. um, They get bedded up every other day. So clean straw put out. And at that time, we're moving them in and out of the shed. So they get a lot more handling then as well. Yeah. and that's all over the winter. The summer, it's a lot more um, kind of natural for them in the sense that there is less interaction. They're out in the field, so we yeah. go out and check them. Um, but as I say, that still the friendly ones will come up to you and um, they want their cuddles. They, oh, they that's miss a, their cuddles. <laughs> that's, a, that's amazing. And how would you say, have you seen an extra demand on dairy now with all this madness going on? It, 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 or is it the same sort of work-life routine for you? Um, it's 
kind of because we're still separated from um, the actual consumer. Um, right. I, I suppose it is just data, same day to day for us. But I know my sister-in-law, she actually processes her own milk um, oh, wow. and sells it direct to the customer. Um, she's definitely seen an increase because it's, she supplies local shops um, yeah. and people are tending to go back a little bit more local. Um, and she's just started doing her own kefir. Yeah. Um, and that she can post out and do own delivery. So, yeah, there's definitely um, kind of there's more thinking about local. And I've seen just on social media, people are going back to the old milkman. So, yeah, hopefully that's good. Yeah. I, I think this, this whole process will take us back a little bit. And we've got a great um, dairy farm where I live called Acorn Dairy. And mm. they, they do like a whole different range of milks. And um, the local coffee shop where I go to, they've got like a barista milk um for, okay. for the lattes so it's yeah. it, it's slightly it's well however however it's sort of messed with or treated or whatever the right word may be um i, I try it all the time to buy to buy acorn dairy stuff do you know what i mean um yeah. obviously if i'm in the supermarket and i need milk then i buy milk but um yeah. I'm, i've recently just gone back on full fat do you know what i mean but i feel like a right beefer um no so. stay full fat full fat the whole way <laughs> right do you know what why what's the reasoning Dairy fats are so, so good for you. Um, mm. They really are. And especially, um, like, there is a general trend these days that mm. um, you're looking for the grass-fed, and especially if you buy organic, that's going to be a high percentage grass-fed. Yeah. And there is um, well-documented, and it is actually um, scientific proof, that uh, animals that are fed a high percentage grass diet, so sheep, mm -hmm. cows... Uh, they put omega-3 into their fats. Oh, um, wow. Uh, yeah, as much as salmon. If you get pure grass-fed beef, um, wow. yeah, the, the fat is actually as high in omega-3 as salmon. So, oh, wow, yeah. that's amazing. That. Hey, there yeah. you go, ladies and gents. You, you learn this is knowledge now. This is, yeah. this is good. <laughs> I, I, I never knew that. That's great. And is that what you sort of feed your herd on? Is it predominantly grass and then grass. supplement? Do you ever use yeah. any, is, is, it, is it like a supplement feed? Um, yeah, there's, um, they will feed, we actually use a lot of um, soya husks. So um, kind of the human food chain requires the bean of the soya. Yeah. Um, but uh, the agricultural industry takes the waste product from um, ah, right. cool. the human food chain and then use it as a feed because you can also use brewer's mash. Right. So the, the wheat that, um, and barley that's left over from um, brewing, that can get fed to animals as well. And so, yeah, I, I, I feel like the agricultural industry as a whole is much better at recycling itself. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, finding, and finding uses for um, all, all of its sort of waste and everything sort of always gets, you know, and then the day if it's shit, it can go on the field, can't it? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. That's one of the things with like this carbon cycle, they always say um, yeah. that, oh, a cow produces so much methane and yeah. it's such a um, nitrogen depletion. But actually, we put that shit back on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. don't just let it disappear off or put it into the seas. We put yeah. it back in the ground. So, yeah, no, we're, it's always about that. Um, and also machinery. Kind yeah. of, we've got old things that we just keep patching up. And yeah, and repairing. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. Um, so when you when you milk when you milk the, the cows, 
does it, do, it goes obviously into like a tank and then it goes yeah. away to be treated because obviously we don't drink the raw the raw milk straight away do we like no. so that that's another industry in itself so who comes and collects like have you got like a tanker company that comes and collects you well, yeah, there's, um, we have a contract. Um, we're actually um, contracted to Muller. Um, oh, nice. Yep. Cracking yogurts. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, it's Muller Wiseman, so Wiseman Milk. and um, So yeah. they will then employ a logistics company, which has the tankers to pick up the milk. Awesome. Um, and, yeah, it is the, the people like Muller and Cadbury's. They're the ones that do all the processing and um, make the money, really. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, it's uh, no, that's that's great. Cause that's a great insight into um, into that world. Very very sm- small insight into the world. Now, uh, your second. Well, I don't want to say your second love, but you, you are a fan of a horse, and you do you are on horses quite a lot. Um, yeah, I've never ridden a horse, and it, it, to be honest with you, um, it kind of terrifies me. So, um, what what what's it like? like? How many horses have you got? And I know you compete with them, don't you? Yeah, uh, we are now. Oh, we've just had a fall, so we're now at 11. Nice. Wow, um, wow yeah. 11. Wow. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mum and I, uh, for all our sins, breed them. So, wow. uh, yeah, we go all the way through from a youngster. And then when they get to about three or four, I start doing all the, the work with them and getting them ridden and competing them. And if, if well, some we sell. It's not a business. <laughs> I like them too much. I end up keeping them. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's. It is a, it's an amazing thing, especially doing all the work myself and seeing them from day one up to and, and, way. and how much, like, obviously, looking after the, the cows, then looking after horses, this must be, like, absolutely time-wise, time it must be really hard for you to sort of have any personal time. So what sort of, if you've got 11 horses, like, on a, like how long does it take you to look after a horse, as in to muck it out, feed it, or have you got hands to help as well? No, uh, mum wow. helps a little bit. Right. Um, I I do uh, on two days a week. I get uh, a girl to come in um, to help with the mucking out over the winter. She right. does an hour. Um, but no, it's kind of with the eleven. You're looking at about two and a half hours a day just mucking out, feeding, not riding wow. up any of them. On top of that, it's it is just the basics over the winter. And and horses like every every other living creature will have a personality. So do if you ride a certain horse or, over another horse, the horses get jealous. Is there any sort of like is there I any of that got, goes on? Yeah, I got one horse in particular. Um, he's actually the, the one above my head there, yeah. that big one. Um, the jumper, yeah. Yeah, he oh he's he basically he gets jealous all the time. It's, really. It's not really if I'm, well, actually, yeah, I have to ride him first in the day. If I ride someone else, um, he stands in his stable and he gets really quite pissy. Um, wow. Yeah, so he gets ridden first. And then if I go and talk to another horse, he gets pissy. Um, he'll come over and bite it. Um, <laughs> he is basically, yeah, I'm his. Um, he has to let the world know. Wow. God, that, that's fair <laughs> enough. And what what... Fully grown, what, what, what's he stand at? Is he a big old bit of kid? He is huge. He is 178 centimetres. Oh, wow. Just at the shoulder and then wow. the head on top. So. Is, is, is this still Kevin? Oh, yeah, but yeah, that's Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cats, cats, the, 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 that's a fair enough. Um, 
wow, it's it's unbelievable that you keep it all going. And what's what second to this is obviously um, your podcast famous for all of the endurance events that you do and, and all the fitness that you do. Um, yeah. And it's true, mate. And people might say, I don't know, you know, when people say I don't have the time. Well, if you have the time for everything that you do, then I'd love to see what anyone else who says I don't have the time doesn't have the time for. Um, what is it about the um, endurance events, the fan dance events, that really draws you to that sort of type of event? Um, it's the people. It really is. And yeah. um, I'm, I'm quite a competitive person. Um, <laughs> I was like all the way through school, I was always um, very sporty and I was a sprinter. But kind of as I've got older, I'm no longer a sprinter, but I'm not uh, a racing snake. I'm not like the ultimate ultra runner. But I've yeah. got really strong legs. So I yeah. thought, well, kind of, I found my niche. Um, yeah, exactly. Carrying weight and doing it quite quickly. Yeah. Um, so I was like, right, I'm just going to stick to it. And it's, it really has taken over. Yeah. And how did you... Um... How did you get involved in it? Have you got a tie to the military? Is someone in your family? Um, I don't. You, you obviously haven't. You're not served yourself, have you? So, where's the connection well, come from? Yeah, there's a little bit. Of, well, I right. um, I was meant to go into regulars. Um, I, right. Okay. Yeah, I took my RCB um, when I was 18. Right. Um, because I was going to be a vet in the military. Oh wow! Um, okay. And then through university, because I was keyed up. Um, to go to um the vet corps um i did that god well yeah i know everyone who is <laughs> a veteran kind of rolls their eyes i did do otc um right. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. um but i ended up kind of bunking off university a bit more because i was struggling and just involving myself really with um the ta unit because right it it was just the camaraderie and that sense of belonging um yeah. And it was a sense of humour I could get. <laughs> That's the main thing. Yeah. Uh, they make a cope with my humour. Um, and so, uh, but then, as I say, I didn't end up joining up. I um, I had a, a stint in my mental health that just yeah, deteriorated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, kind of then life completely changed, came back to the farm. And then a few years ago, what, three, three four years ago, a friend, um, she's got no military tie either but she likes to do slightly different running races she had looked up the fan dance right. and said look it, it's local why don't we go give it a go um and we we literally did six weeks training um and did it and i kind of went i did it clean fatigue um for a yeah, first yeah. time yeah. um and we came in first and second in the women we we're like okay this is slightly wow. <laughs> easy um and then I was like, I'm going to try it in the winter the following year. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, um, AE are really good because they absolutely specify your kit list. So yeah. I went whole hog, even for clean fatigue. I had every emergency precaution in my rucksack. Um, nice. And it turned out that basically my rucksack was um, heavy enough that I could have gone loaded. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> and I still found it easy. So I was like, right. Might as well try with weights, and it just kind of went from there. Right, um, and I, I've done a little bit 
um, down sort of the Brecon Beacons. I've not, I really would like to go and do one of these events. I think it'd be right up my street. Um, what would you say for people who are thinking about doing it or maybe, maybe they look at it and I get this sometimes, sometimes people look at my stuff and think it's going to be like absolutely horrific. And sometimes it is, but sometimes people see the military thing and think, Oh God, as a civilian, I don't, I don't know if I know I should really commit to it. What made you go just go, fuck it. I'm having a crack at that. Um, I think I have a little bit of that mentality of um, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Um, awesome. You've got, you've got to put yourself out of your comfort zone um, and give things a go. Yeah. Life is too short just to kind of go, oh, but I don't know. What if for just yeah. crap? So get on with it. Um, and as I say, it's kind of almost joining in something like with you guys um, yeah, yeah. or um, I know AE do... Um, kind of similar sort of thing um in the lake districts and they've done it in snowdonia they just yeah. do days where people can come along and almost do a bit of a taster find yeah. out what it's like um and you just they say everyone is so welcoming they're mm. not they don't have any um side where they just want to beast you um yeah. you end up with a beasting half yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> you enjoy it yeah yeah uh, so, yeah, it's, it's those things. Just, I say, give it a go. What? Have you got anything, obviously, whenever COVID-19 fucking revs itself off, um, have you got anything lined up for this year that, you, that you're taking on physical challenge-wise? Or um, Yeah, I, well, I've had a couple of things already cancelled. Um, mm -hmm. So I had have just been up to Spean Bridge um, to do the oh, Commando Speed that. March. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. That was um, awesome. I, Spain I, Bridge. Wow. Oh, amazing. Like the goose pimples were just, oh, yeah. I'm going back next year. Um, and I um, helped raise a little bit of money for the Pilgrim Bandits charity doing that. Um, yeah. Which is, yeah, they're talk a really about good charity. Who, who's behind that? Is it Helen Barnett, Pilgrim Bandits? Is she affiliated yes, to that? Yeah, she's affiliated with that. Um, right, yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, they basically um, help uh, injured <clears throat> servicemen, whether yeah. it's um, military, police, yeah, uh, yeah. firemen, etc., um, that have uh, kind of uh, either like PTSD or a physical mm. disability that they've gained um, in their service to get out and get involved in outdoor activities. They, um, when, well, I think it's this summer, they were planning to go, um, I'm, not, I'm not sure where, was it Scandinavia? But they went wow. to New Zealand kayaking. Um, and so they just draw together and um, it's, it's for that mental health side of things. It's really uh, important. Uh, and I'll tell you what, Claire, after this is finished, um, because it will finish, because everything starts and everything finishes, um, there'll be a lot of people who, who will need that release of the outdoors and will, will, will look, will actively be looking for these challenge events, um, unique weekends away, wild camping, you know, what, whatever it is. Yeah. And, I, and I do believe the veteran-owned community um, offers a, a, a absolute right crack at some, yeah. um, some unbelievable uh, days out adventures, trips away. Um, and a lot of the guys are offering... Not just an event, but offer community as well. You know, a, yeah. a lot of them offer community. I know, I know I've got up here in the northeast of England, I've got my eagles. Like, I've got like 45, 50 strong. 
um, yeah. of people who are, who are all just absolutely willing to push 10, 15% more in, into an event and, and smile and laugh and, and sort of, you know, uh, it's funny, I'll get tagged in a post and, and it'll be something like, when you were thinking about doing a 15 miler, but you know John Beamson will say, what did you do in the afternoon? And it's like, it's, it's funny and it makes me smile because like you, you, you've created this community and I feel like all these different veteran groups from all over the UK and, and across the span are creating all these new little subunits of their own sort of mentality and it, 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 it's, um, it's fantastic to see. And mm. me, me and my partner, we're running, um, we're running a 60 miler this year. Um, okay. So we're in training for that. And uh, I, I always say to people, you should do one thing a year, either physically, mentally, the challenger that really yeah. makes you go, if I don't train for this, I am going to look like an absolute dickhead. Um, and, and, and that's important. Um, on the veteran side of it, um, what, um, what other veteran brands do you sort of endorse or follow alike? And there's, so, there's a lot in there. There's so many great ones. Yeah. Um, I, I, I always drink Dead Mammoth Coffee. We got a sample yeah. when we did our 22 yeah. um, charity thing. And yeah, so I, I kind of, well, I mainly stick with him because he does a subscription and he does the coffee bag. So when nice. I'm out and about, um, it, with my flask, I can have decent coffee on the go. Um, yeah. What's I, I've seen his stuff around. Um, is what's his background? Is he a tanky? Was he a was he? I, I might he's, he's a para. Oh, para. Apologise. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I won't. No, I won't. Thanks. Maybe I didn't know that he was a para. I was just chucking it out there. <laughs> no, it's it's great. There's loads of there's loads of veteran on coffees. Um, I'm. Yeah. Uh, I had Russ on from Green Brewer Coffee a few a few weeks ago, and, I, and that's that's what I drink. And yeah, um, he kindly just donated a bag to the guys who are on up restrict at the moment. I um, saw that. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Because we were drinking fucking Maxwell House, and I was like, I ain't drink. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't drinking no Maxwell House. Get Russ on the phone. Get it. <laughs> get it sorted out. But um, as well, like there's loads of great apparel companies as well as now. I mean, I like personally, I yeah. like um. Red Coat Apparel, Alex is a good mate of mine, and um, yeah. he's not too far from me, so I, I'm always uh, wearing, wearing his apparel stuff. Who do you wear? I see you wear a few. Uh, H4K, um, is it? Uh, yeah, H4K, yeah. Yeah, um, Ben yeah, really kindly last year when I did um, Britain's Fittest Farmer competition, um, he... Fucking uh, hell. <laughs> Wow. He sponsored me with a pair of shorts and a vest top and um, kind of kitted me out. And it again, that's a great space um, yeah. to go and kind of train and chill out and just kind of, yeah, have these. Really, he, he gets, um, he tries to tell me that I'm drinking the wrong coffee. Um, oh. but <laughs> I'll drink, I'll drink any decent coffee. Yeah, no, <laughs> uh, it's, it's fair enough. Um, look, Claire, we, we, we're rattling through it and I, and I really yeah. appreciate your time. I know you're, um, probably the second busiest person after Boris Johnson in the UK right now. So I, what I'm, <laughs> how robust is Boris Johnson fucking getting COVID-19? <laughs> Fuck you know, he's that. Brilliant. Yeah. I, I remember seeing the headline, I was like, Bloody hell, Boris, he's got all in here, Annie. Jesus Christ. 
Um, he'll get his own T-shirt for that. I know that much. Um, so we're going to start, start the close down a little bit with the five watts. Now, people listening to the show normally, it's a different five watts, but this is sort of a COVID-19 special five watts. So um, the first one, what does your day look like? <laughs> uh, the alarm goes off at quarter past three in the morning. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Everyone's a winner. Uh, yeah, Look, t- this morning, I actually had this morning off, so um, I'm dreading tomorrow because that will technically be quarter past two in the morning. Oh, yeah, we'll be on it. But yeah, just kind of working through till 10, 11 ish, d- dealing yeah. with the cows milking. Um, then I'm trying to take, especially at the moment, trying to take the dogs out for a little run over lunchtime. Yeah. Because um, I got this little fenty to do yeah. uh, canny cross with. You're so cute. Um, <laughs> and yeah, then afternoon is kind of more probably out in the fields at the moment because it's sunny, um, in the tractor, listening to some tunes. And yeah. then horses come the early evening. And then last thing in the evening, I tend to, that's, I'm an Fucking evening hell. exercise person. So I've always gone for longer runs in the evening or um, do some sort of workout or teach so- a spin class. So you're you're pushing what a fifteen plus hour day every day? Yeah, most days. Yeah. Fair play, fair play. I wish you all the wealth and happiness and success. Because <laughs> anyone who's willing to put them sort of hours in deserves absolutely everything. Um, uh, the second one, mate. What uh, what workouts are you doing currently? Um, with the gyms being closed and and all of that sort of stuff. How are you keeping yourself ticking over? Um. Muck, well, shoveling shit. That's that's a good workout. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm kind of I'm inspired by so many people though on social media. Just all of them kind of finding whatever they can to mm. get on with stuff. Um, Brian Tinker, um, Tinks. Yeah, I know um, he is. Yeah. Yeah. He he was my travel buddy up to Spean Bridge. Um, he posted a, a hideous one in his um, Union Jack shorts uh, last night. <laughs> because <laughs> he's training to do this um kokora seal fit um wow. stuff so good luck um, guy fucking hell yeah <laughs> um but yeah it's kind of at the moment it's it has to be body weight exercises so i'm just almost trawling social media finding one that i think yeah i can do that um just just, just keep posted because me and me and my mate we've come up with this fucking mega idea um which i'm going to post literally after this podcast uh it's it's running based but People are going to fucking wet the pants. They're going to love it. It's it's proper naughty. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll move on to the, on to the third one. Um, what have you started? What Have you started anything new with this lockdown? I suppose your your day hasn't really changed, does it? Do you know what I mean? Like you haven't... No. It's, 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 it's still Monday to you. Like we're all living in this fucking paradox universe. Um, I was down Asda yesterday and I thought a master blaster was going to turn up from... from... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was like, yeah. any minute now, I'm going to have to fight someone in a, in a dome for this bread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's, it's fair enough if you haven't... Well, uh, that's fair enough if you haven't start, started anything. Um, yeah. Uh, what have you stopped? Stop going to the gym, stop going to the cinema, bars? Yeah, stop, stop going to the gym because um, yeah. I used to teach a spin class on a Tuesday night. So that's Fucking stopped. love spin. I love spin. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, that is, that's the one thing that keeps me heel fit is my spin class. Yeah, 100%. Um, and um, oh, the, the biggest killer is actually socialising with my best mate on the farm. 
um I, I work with her and yeah. kind of we're just being sensible kind of I don't go and um sit and chat with her anymore oh, stuff shit, but yeah um, that's what phones are for I suppose yeah um yeah, it's, it's it's a hard one. I just found out last night my uh, my best my best mate, his wife's a staff nurse, and uh, mm. she's she's come down with COVID nineteen. Oh sugar! And now he and now obviously he's suspected of having it, and the mm. only and they've got like a newborn, well, a newbornish baby, and I'm like fucking, yeah. I'll do oh, that. God. Is, and and how many other people must be in that boat right now? Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like. Yeah. And I was the same two weeks ago. I was like, "Fucking stay your mind, stay your mind." Um, yeah. But uh, me, it's changed. It's changed, yeah. uh, and I am hundred percent on brand with COVID nineteen being yeah fucking absolutely brutal. Um, fifth and final one, mate. What's the first thing you're gonna do after lockdown is over? And I kind of feel like I know what you're gonna say here. <laughs> <laughs> well, apart from reignite my Tinder account. Um... <laughs> Um, <laughs> how the fuck the do you find time for tinder <laughs> uh, there's always time for tinder <laughs> <laughs> fair enough um, fair. yeah get get out in the hills just right. kind of go i want i want to go up to snowdonia first um that will be my um i it reckons on the doorstep but it's snowdonia i want to get back there is that your favourite, out of everywhere you've been, is that your favourite place? No, no, absolutely. Um, Fort William, Speenbridge, yeah, that's, mm. <laughs> that really stole my heart a yeah. couple of weeks ago. So. Yeah, Scot- yeah, Scotland is, is, is stunning. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a magical place. And, and, and I wonder if we, if we are in lockdown for sort of three weeks, 21 days, 30 days, all I can imagine is not having any human beings in the hills. I think the hills will be recovering. Do you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. they need, maybe Mother Nature needs this respite from us, you know, not driving our yeah. cars around all the time, not yeah. smashing all the paths up and going to, you know, I think it'll be, um, we, we, we should definitely learn from, from, from this. Um, if we don't, the next time it comes around, we might not be so lucky um, yeah. to, to get through it. Uh, Look, Claire, uh, where can people find you if the, if you want them to find you? Um. <laughs> oh, if they really want to kind of follow me on Instagram, I'm not exactly um, uh, that inspiring. But, um, yeah, they can find me at Lady Claire 84 um, Lady. Yeah, or Lady by Name, Not by Nature in a hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, it's fair enough. Uh, brilliant. Claire, look, it's been a nice talking to you, mate. I really appreciate yeah. your time. And um, thanks yeah. to you and all the farmers out there because uh, you you's are, you's always have been, but you really are keeping the country fed, milked, uh, and, you know, why we all just doss it and watch Disney Plus. Um, you, <laughs> <laughs> you, you are all still getting up at uh, quarter past two, quarter past three and putting in 15-hour shifts. So from that, for me, big big fucking thanks very much it's it's much appreciated and uh thanks very much for coming on the podcast mate i'll catch you soon okay no yeah Cheers, brilliant mate. thanks very bye much bye, bye. 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 bye.